America's healthcare advocate, Carrie Hall. Hello, America. Welcome to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Our producer, Mr. Darren Willite. I'm your host, Carrie Hall. This is your show, America. Thank you for joining us and making us one of the most listened to and now one of the most viewed talk shows across the United States. We appreciate all of you out there. That podcast number for the last 90 days was up to 186,800 of you. I mean, that's pretty remarkable. Okay, so uh, this keeps growing. We post every one of these shows on all the podcast platforms. I'm not going to name them all today, but we have two new ones. The Odyssey platform now, and also on Rumble. That's a brand new one that we're on as well. So now I think we're on 14 of those. So all the podcast platforms we're up on. And, of course, YouTube. And the numbers on YouTube just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The number of minutes is all of you are watching these things on YouTube. So we greatly appreciate all the listeners in the audience. We also appreciate all of you that uh, – Follow us on YouTube. If you click that like button, we'd like you to do that. Uh, and you can subscribe so you'll get an you'll get a notice on every time we do one of the shows and put it up there. So you can follow me on Facebook at America's Healthcare Advocate. Also, you can do the same thing on Twitter. Also, if you are chronologically challenged and you're looking for Medicare coverage, whether it's special needs coverage or just aging into Medicare, the lovely Joyce Thompson and Carol Lee Steele at RPS Benefits by Design can help you anywhere in the country. Joyce told me the other day she wrote a plan for a lady in Arizona and another one for a lady in Florida. So we can help you anywhere in the country now, 877-385-2224, 877-385-2224. They are happy to help you. They'll walk you through the process. If you don't know how to enroll in Part B, they'll actually help you do that so you can do it. Um, and they'll show you all your options. We are carrier agnostic. We'll show you everything out there. Um, and, of course, if you if you have someone in a nursing home or you're on Medicaid um, or you have some chronic medical condition like type 1 diabetes, those special need programs are very attractive and very helpful. They will also help you get on one of those. All right, in studio with me once again. Dan Stolp. Welcome back, Dan Thanks Stolp. for having me back. Well, we're glad to have you back from yeah. the Sandler Institute. We're going to talk about your sales health today. I have to give my producer, um, <clears throat> Dave Thiessen, credit because he coined that phrase. I kind of like that, kind of dialed into America's healthcare advocate. This is your sales health, Dan. So I thought that was pretty good. I love it. I, I thought it was great. So you and I talked about having one of your clients come on. So yes. joining us in studio today is Brett Eckinger. Thank you, Brett, for coming in today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. You're not just a one-time student of the Sandler Institute. You're a two-time student of the Sandler Institute. That is correct. Two different companies at that, too. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that today, and we're going to talk about... Um, uh, we, we, I just wanted you to hear, and Dan and I talked about this, from somebody who actually had gone through this program how much did it help them? What did they gain from it? What you know? What 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 was the outcome after they did this process? As you know, I talked about this on the last show. We've got two of our salespeople in this for the one year program, the, the thirteen month or twelve month program, um, and it's made some. We've made some impactful changes uh, that have come out of you know what my two guys are learning. Uh, going through the Sandler Sales Institute program. So let's just recap for everybody a little bit, Dan, about Sandler, what you do here in Overland Park, and how easy it is for people to get involved in the program. And, uh, you know, there, there are different ways to do it. You can do it, you know, remotely by Zoom, or you can do it in person. Let's talk about that. Yeah, you bet. So uh, Sandler training, first of all, it's a proven process, and there aren't a lot of proven processes out there, but there's more than one. We're not the only one. 
But the other thing that's different about our program is that people um, come in weekly and they stay with us on average just over four years. So the reason that's unique is that um, just going to something doesn't mean that you're going to do it. And just doing something once in a while doesn't mean you're going to master it. So what we're really looking for is people actually change their behaviors and form new habits as it relates to sales. You know, it's funny because you see these, you get these email blasts and you get these these advertisements about motivational speakers are coming to town today and you can learn how to sell Zig Ziglar or whatever, you know, whoever it is, right? Yeah. And you go in there and you've got two hours of yippee ty taye and jumping up and down and you walk back out and then uh, what do you got? Well, for a few days you got something and 30 <laughs> days you're back to normal. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's exactly what it is. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of like feel-good things, but, it, 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 you know, and, hey, if you like that, you want to do that, then it's, it's a great better thing. better than nothing. I, would, I wouldn't shy away from that, but we call it a mental lollipop. Yeah, it's it, a, a mental lollipop. It tastes good for a while, but it doesn't have any nutritional value. <laughs> I got to use that. That's a great That's a great, That's a a great. great line for radio, a mental lollipop. A mental tastes lollipop. good for a while, but doesn't last very long. That's yep. really good. So, so kind of walk through a little bit about the Sandler Institute and, you know, how these programs work. As I said, we've got our two guys in there. Yep. Uh, Steven's in there and Vince is in there. Just They're doing started. really yep. well. I just saw the evaluation on Vince the other day. Let's talk a little bit about more about that. Yeah, and I might have Brett jump in on this too. So well, not only do we train and coach people, but we also help with selection, you know, through an assessment. It's basically like an X-ray of the person before you hire them. And we're able to run that based on their quadrant of, of sales, like the type of sales that they're doing. So, but normally when we start with a company, like when we started with Brett, you know, they already had salespeople on, on the bus and we, and we assessed them just to get an idea of where they were and also, you know, how we could coach and train them. But at the end of the day, if we can do that before we hire them, we can have even more of an impact because sometimes, you know, a zebra was hired, but we needed him to do giraffe work. And so we can train and coach them, but that next just never going to be long enough. Yeah, that's interesting. That's a great way of putting that. So, Brett, talk a little bit about your experience with that in this evaluation process. How does how has that worked for you? Well, and kind of just like how he said. So when we're hiring people, we're finding out how inherently they are, right? So you can learn different traits and tricks to any kind of sales program to help better yourself. So it kind of shows you where their weaknesses already are so you have a starting point on where to coach. But then as you start going through the system, um, using like we have a tracker that we do with all our salespeople, then you can start finding out where they're effective and where they're not effective and use those points to help start training them to really, what I say, increase your batting average, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's a great way of putting it. So can you talk a little bit about, Dan, how, you know, what that process is like when you do that evaluation? I mean, do they come in and sit down for an interview? Do they fill out forms? How does that all work? Yeah, so it's all web-based, uh, which is nice. So it takes uh, 15 minutes for them to take it. That's pretty easy. And then uh, they can take it 24-7. We don't recommend taking it at 11 o'clock at night after a night of drinking. But you do want to <laughs> take it when you're in, you know, and you're, you're in a good place. You're not interrupted. And then we review the assessment with uh, the candidate or the employee. And then we also review it with their, the person they're reporting to. So it allows us to get like a, a more objective view of the person. So you, you've, you know, as I said, we've got Vince and Steven in the program. Uh, you know, we had an in-depth on Steven, which I thought was fascinating and, and um, pointed out some of his strengths and some of the areas he needed to improve. You just did one on Vincent. Right. Talk a little bit about that because, the, you know, Vince has been in the program for a month, month yeah, and a half, maybe something a few like weeks. That. Yeah, yeah, not very yeah, long. Maybe three You've already weeks. got, and we've already done like an evaluation. Let's talk a little bit about how that works and, and why you do that and how that helps 
the supervisor, the employer, the, the manager, whatever the case may yeah, be. Yeah, sure. So what you know, um, a lot of times when people are having trouble with a salesperson, they're already talking about the symptoms. You know, this isn't happening, that's not happening, whatever. And so by having the assessment, it allows us to look at what's causing that. So a lot of times people say, you know, I just I just think he's lazy. And it turns out, you know, I hear that a lot, actually. And some are, but some aren't. You know, it's more that um, they overthink things. And so because they overthink things, they're not doing things. And then they're perceived as lazy. But that's not that they're lazy. They're overthinking things. So then we can start to coach and train, you know, how to shorten that a little bit or how to maybe say, how, what can you do now? rather than waiting for everything to be perfect before you take action. Like, what can you do now to learn something? Yeah, it was interesting for us because I, I, I remember as we were going through the process of how we were doing this and how we were presenting the products for, for, the other, for my company, Neurologic, um, we were focusing on outcomes, patient, all the rest of it, and we reversed that focus. And we changed that focus to revenue generation up front, and then we got into the rest of it. Um, and it had a remarkable appeal. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know it's nice to think that people just do things out of the goodness of their heart, but that's becoming increasingly less common. And, you know, at Brett's first company, um, we had someone that didn't score very well. And I said, you know, you can put them in the training, but what I would suggest is let's just put them in and not charge because I just don't think it's going to take. And so uh, do you remember that one at all? Who that was? Me, that was with Andy. But uh, the, the net net was they decided um, they, they did that. And then within a few months, like a couple of weeks, maybe three or maybe it was about two months, he said, you know, what? I think I got this all now. I'm good. And then he was gone within a month. Oh, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Now he knows. Yeah. <laughs> I, knew, I knew it would click into your – but, you know, but, I mean, it's not it's, it's not gospel. For some people, it works. And for some people, it's just not their cup of yeah, tea I mean, to be in sales. you cannot get everything yeah, in can. 90 days. All um, right. We're going to be right back after the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. When we come back, I'm going to ask Brett to talk about what does his business do and why does this apply to them. Stay tuned. We've got more. We'll be right back with more after the break. The Golden Rule. Treat others as you want to be treated. I'm Steve Keeker, and this is one of the founding principles of my firm, Senior Care Consulting. Since 2002, our value statement has included honor our mother and father, respect our elders, care for those in need, and treat your family as our own. We've been honored to help hundreds of families make one of the most difficult decisions they could ever make, serving them in their greatest time of need. If you're looking for someone who can provide you experienced and objective guidance when searching for a senior care community, reach out today and discover the services of Senior Care Consulting at 913-945-2800, 913-945-2800. Know your options and choose with care at SeniorCareConsulting.com. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. You can find out more about us by going to the website for the HIA Radio Network, America's HealthcareAdvocate.com, America's HealthcareAdvocate.com. My producer, the always perfect Mr. Darren Wilhite. I'm your host, Carrie Hall, in studio with me, Dan Stolp. CEO of the Sandler Institute here in Overland Park, Kansas, and Brett Eckinger uh, with Sethmar Transportation. We're talking about Sandler. We're talking about this their sales education program. That's the best way I think I can describe this, is teaching people the art of selling, because that's really what they do. 
All right. Um, so I thought it would be helpful today to have somebody come in who'd actually gone through this program. You know, what, what were their results? How did it work? That's why Brett's here. If you want to know more about Sandler, maybe you just want to find out, hey, what it would be like to go to one of these classes. You can do that. You can call him at 913-451-1760. That's 913-451-1760. Or the website stalp.com. Sandler.com, stalp.sandler.com. That's S T A L P.sandler.com. So you can observe a class. You, you call it crashed in a class. I took the crash out and just, I, I changed it to that's observe. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. So if you but want it's to observe say crash a class, a class. <laughs> you can, you can, the classes are 815 to 915 on Tuesday. You can do it remotely, you yep. do it on Zoom, or you can go. Okay. But this will give you a chance to get a feel for what this thing is like and how it works. I think it'd be worth your while to check it out. Once again, the website is stalp. Dot Sandler.com. All right. So, Brett, talk about your business. What is it you do? And, and then we'll talk about how did that apply to this. But let's just start with what you do. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so I'm the director of Wine, Beer, and Spirits at Seth Mar Transportation. Um, and Seth Mar is an asset-based third-party logistics company. Um, so we basically specialize in freight of all kinds throughout North America. Um, specifically, so my group only does wine, beer, and spirits. So okay. we're one of the only vertically integrated uh, teams that we have. So as long as it touches wine, beer, and spirits, so whether it be bottles, labels, you know, grapes that grow on the vines to a crusher, we can handle and facilitate uh, the transportation of those goods. So, so raw to finish goods. So like the Budweiser trucks that we see, are those you guys that are doing that? Well, so Budweiser trucks that you see, some of those are actually owned by Anheuser-Busch. Okay. Um, but yes, we do help with them when they subsidize their transportation, they do outsource it to logistics companies like us. And then when you, I, I assume when they're moving large quantities of, of, of these goods from let's say St. Louis to Chicago, mm-hmm. that's not going to be the local Budweiser truck. That's probably going to be you guys in a tractor trailer. Correct. Correct. Okay. So they, they, most of the stuff that you see with their names on it going down the road are going to be delivery trucks that are going to an actual store Right. Or anything like that, yeah. Yeah. Same so, with the distributors that we work with. They subsidize everything coming in through logistics companies like myself, but everything that gets delivered that you purchase on a shelf is done by them. Okay, so you guys get it from the manufacturer to the distributor, basically, is what it amounts to. Yes, sir. So do you actually transport? You, you piqued my interest with the yeah. grape thing. Do you actually transport um, uh, in northern in, in California grapes from there, there, there are a couple of wineries up in Northern California that I have that I that I'm very fond of that, yeah. that I spend time in when I go to Northern California. You actually transport grapes from from the field out to the wineries. We sure can. So if we can, That's we amazing. can contract it out from the actual field to a crusher who will crush the grapes, then take it from the crusher to the bottling facility where it gets bottled if it's not on site, and then we can take it from there to the warehouse and then from the warehouse to a DC that gets distributed out to. So consumer. those are like the big tanker trucks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fascinating. So, all right. So, so, so we call that bulk. Liquid, okay. Liquid bulk. Yeah, yeah. That make, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So, so how does that tie into the sales process and what, and, and what Dan does? And yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah, so at the first time that we used Sandler, um, I was actually a director of sales. And so I led a sales team um, while doing my own thing on the side with doing just wine and spirits. And so how it ties into us, because the best thing about Sandler is it's not a, a one vertical kind of thing. Like It's so general that you can use it in any industry 
no matter what, if you're doing any kind of sales. Um, and so that's kind of what piqued our interest. And plus, I'm a very process-driven guy when it comes to sales. And one of the things that they teach is if you don't have a process, you really don't have anything to sell with, right? So so that so that's interesting. So because this is, you know, obviously, you know, as I talked about, you know, my company, Neurologic, you know, that's a medical equipment company. Here you are. Here you are with the company that transports grape yeah. grapes. You're the product on the service, and it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. So, so what what are you selling when you go to talk to a client? So, so you're talking to Budweiser, you're talking to Coors, you're talking to um, uh, you're talking to a winery up in Northern California, yeah. Santa Mott's Winery in Northern California. How how do, how does how does all that work? So what, what we sell, again, is the service aspect of it, right? So we have warehouses in California, New Jersey, Kentucky that we do consolidations. So for California, a lot of them consolidate in a warehouse because not, not all distributors are buying full trucks, right? So we could have 50 different POs on a truck that could be anywhere from a PO having one case to 400 cases, right? So we consolidate and ship it out, but then we do direct loads with everybody. So when we're talking with a provider... Um, we're really just trying to understand what issues that they're having at that time, how their business is functioning and does it fit with the services that we offer, right? Cause again, what I learned mostly in Sandler is we're not for everyone and everybody's not for us. And, yeah, and that, and I think that's important for people to know, you know, regardless of what your product is, you're yeah. not for everyone typically. Okay. Yeah. And everyone's not typically for you. And if you think that, then you're probably going down the wrong path. I mean, it's just well, not. that's how most pe- sales, in my opinion, that's how tr- old traditional sales was done. Yeah, it, it, that's exactly how it was done. So the value proposition that you all bring to your clients is we do it faster, better, less expensive than you trying to do it Sometimes. yourself. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes. Okay, all right. So, so, so the, price, the, pri- the okay. price thing is it goes back and forth. Almost every almost everybody that has ever done sales, it always comes down to price, right? Yeah, that's what but people like too. But now you have to define what your value is to have that price. So I may not be your cheapest carrier, but where we separate ourselves within our industry and specifically my vertical and where we've had success over the last eight or nine years is our communication, our ability to maneuver within. And like you said, agnostic earlier, we're mode agnostic. So we can do, there's a lot of companies that can't do grapes that go to a crusher. Ah, so we okay. have those contacts and stuff that we've established over over the years that can provide those services that not everybody can. So you've got a wider range of services. Correct. And, and again, the thing that we leverage a lot is we're vertically integrated. So again, a lot of people in the big names out there in the logistics industry can say they move beer, they move wine. But do they really? Do they have the consolidation facilities? Because most of them don't understand that part. They'll call a distributor and say, hey, we want to deliver your final mile, not knowing that they deliver to a store, right? Most people think it's going to another delivery site or something like that. Right. They're not thinking I'm going to go walk into a liquor store and stack these cases up for you. Right. So I had in, I had time in a liquor store working part-time to help pay for a wedding. And so... Um, you understand the process. I understand the from process. From the ground from, up. Correct. Yeah, that's a big difference. All right. So th- now that we've kind of got through that, we come back from the break, then I'm going to ask Brett to talk about what what happened when he went to Sandler. He's done this twice. What, you know, he's got people in the program from Seth Mar. How did it work and what was the outcome? In other words, what was the ROI? That's what we're going to talk about. So we come back from the break. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate broadcasting on the HI Radio Network, coast to coast across the USA. Once again, the website for Dan is stalp.sandler.com. The phone number 913 451 
1760. Stay tuned. We've got more right after the break. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the fruited plain here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us at the website America's Healthcare Advocate. You know, I get a lot of people that send me emails. If you have a question about something, I had a lady with a 91-year-old mother in a nursing home was having a lot of problems trying to figure out the coverage. Um, we can help. Give us a call or, you know, go to the website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. There's a form up there. Just shoot me a quick email. We'll be happy to help you. My producer, Mr. Darren Wilhite, in studio with me, Dan Stolp, the CEO of Sandler Institute here in Overland Park, Kansas, and one of his clients, someone who's been through the program twice, Brett Eckinger from Sethmore Transportation. If you've got beer or wine or any spirit that you need transported, Sethmore Transportation can do it. You can reach out to them at sethmore.com. Or you can reach out directly to Brett at 913-686-6498. You know, I know you listen to this all over the country, so I don't know if you're up in Northern California or you happen to be in Walla Walla, Washington, you've got a winery, you might want to give them a call, 913-686-6498. All right, so you, so you, you found Sandler, you went in the program, let's just go through the process. Yeah, so when we first started, I, I think my first stint was about a year and a half maybe two years, and then I dropped out for six months. We were letting other people slide in, and then I went back. Um, you know, it's kind of a crash course at the very beginning. I have these notebooks still to this day where I just wrote down, you know, we do every class, you write down what you learned, what you want to stop, and all that. And so it's really hard to dive deep into all those and master all those things. So I have wrote them all down, wrote them all down, and then I'd focus for three weeks doing those critical tasks, right, mm -hmm. to try to get better at it. Um, and so through that and doing that experience, um, you know, on a, um, specific side of it, I mean, my batting average, I was, I guess I was, I think I might've been up in like the 16 to 20 calls a day because Dan has a formula that you basically reverse reverse it right and you figure out reverse what you, engineer yeah. like what you what you want and then what behaviors you need to do to do it and, and he was very good at tracking that yeah and so i think i went from 16 to 20 calls a day cold calls a day down to 0.5 or 0.7 and that's really funny because i remember i was i was <laughs> i was all over you about steven needs to do more cold calls need to and you we went through the project you go, yeah. no actually he doesn't need to do more cold calls Gary. Yeah. he yeah. needs to do more of this or more of this yeah. or more of that because he's just wasting his time yeah i mean yeah. it's better than nothing but yeah but, but, it, but it's not much better than yeah. nothing yeah. so that's really interesting keep yeah. going Brett. so it, it it really taught me to be more effective yeah right so you can make all the calls you want in the world and again we don't care how we get to our goal as long as we get there but me i'd rather make less calls and get there faster because then i could just use the rest of the time to build on top of that momentum mm -hmm. um and so that was really key for us um and that increased my business year over year i mean i think at one point i was my first year was 116 i was 250 is about six hundred thousand. and then on my fourth year i was the first person in the company from scratch that hit a million dollars so, That's I mean, it speaks, it, it speaks for itself. But again, yes, it does. Like he said, it's you can take all the training you can go to those one day seminars, but it's how you implement and what you do with it. Right. I can sit through a class. I can go to every class that he does. And we've had employees that do it. But if you don't take the time to implement what you're learning or try and give it a valid lifespan to try it. You know, I mean, it's really it is funny. what it is. I, 
I, I do a lot of I watch a lot of YouTube, um, especially when I work out. I have my own gym mm-hmm, in the house, good. and so I, and and I, I've watched a lot of motivational speeches. And there's one by Denzel Washington that he does at Denison College, where he goes through a whole series of why he is what he is. He talks about mm. God and the whole nine mm. yards. But but what he says is, people that are successful have discipline and they work hard. Yeah. So, and I'm listening to him. And I'm going. This guy's disciplined, and he's working his rear end off. Okay, well, so so let go yeah. down. We'll well, talk I was just going to say, it, you only have to be disciplined to form the habit. Correct. Yeah. But you've so, got to form the habit. Yeah. So he's formed some new, and that's why you can't just get that in a one day session. You know, and even if you've heard it before, that doesn't mean you're doing it. There's there's way more in there than you can possibly do. So our goal is just what you know. At every session, he mentioned what are you going to do or stop doing. Sometimes what we need to stop doing is answering every question that the prospect asks us. Sometimes we need to stop doing proposals um, that give all of our information to them when they haven't done anything to commit to us. You know, so sometimes it's doing something. Sometimes it's stopping something. Sometimes it's asking open-ended questions instead of closed-ended questions. And so um, a lot of times the people that need it the most don't want it, and the people who need it the least want it. He didn't need it. But he still wanted it, and he went from what was one sixteen to one million, yeah, one hundred sixteen thousand to one million. But it's but it's not just because he showed up to class; it's doing what he said he was doing in between the sessions. It's it's forming that habit. Correct. It's the discipline of doing what you need to do. And and I it, it I always think when I think about those kinds of things in sales because I've been doing this all my life as well is doing the things you don't want to do because those things, and get those done first mm-hmm. and then go to the other things yeah. okay but you've got to learn the process yeah. right and you've got to figure out just like Brett said I was making 16 to 20 calls but I wasn't getting the results I needed now I'm making five calls seven calls 10 calls yeah. whatever it is okay and getting yeah, results I think that he are was down to one a day, yeah, or less than one a day, yeah. And he was getting even more than he. So the p- point of that is, is doing. Sometimes when you're uncomfortable, you need to do it anyway. Sometimes you're uncomfortable because it's not the right thing to do. And so if you don't know, if you don't What's know, if you can't discern it, sometimes we're just working hard, but we're not working smart. So when he went yeah. from sixteen a day down to one, he's still working hard, but he's working smart. So, but do you have? So now you're in charge of the sales division. You have been in charge of sales before. Um, you're enrolling your people in this program, and you as a manager, how how is that piece working? Because there are a lot of people out there that are managers, salespeople, yeah. and you know how is this a benefit to you as a manager? So how, when I was a director of sales, the best thing that you can lean on is again we do these monthly conversations with him and he kind of gives you a breakout at everybody that's participating. And we even did the numbers of people who weren't in the program, you know, that oh, said that said that they were really Compare good at sales to the ones that are in yeah, the program. Said that they were really good at sales and they, this wasn't for them because they knew it, right. Uh-huh. They knew how to do it. Of course. So we actually would do a, a monthly meeting with him and he'd break everybody out on it. And so, but it shows everybody with their goals and it works again, reverse down all the way down to their attempts. And the people that weren't in it that said they know everything had really high attempts based on their numbers and success. But you can take that. So you have the you have the prospecting call, you have an intro call, first, second appointments, voicemails and all this stuff. So what we were able to dial into was, okay, anybody can pick up the phone and make a prospecting call, right? Mm. So now you're doing 16 prospecting calls, but you're only getting one intro call. Okay, out of that one intro call, you're not even getting a first or something. So increase that number, right? 
So now we can say these guys are doing 40 intro calls. They're doing five or 40 prospecting, five intro calls, one appointment, and they're only landing business maybe at a close ratio of 5%, 10%. Okay, well, you're making a lot of prospecting calls like I started out doing. You're not really, that's not effective. So now we can go back. Okay, let's, let's redefine how are you making these calls? What's your preparation like? When you get somebody on the phone, what are you saying? What value are you bringing? Are you just spewing at them? Are you listening, controlling that conversation, staying behind them? Um, so we can kind of dial in and tweak to make them more effective on the front end to say, now we can lower your prospecting calls because you're bringing in more business on a consistent basis. Yeah. Kinda that's like how that I use it as a manager. Commercial that we're working with you guys on. Mm-hmm. That's, that's gonna, they're not going to have to do as many because that's more about the prospect versus more about you guys. Because yeah. people just frankly don't want to hear about you. They want to hear about them, their own stuff. So if we can get them talking about that quicker, people are more engaged. If they're more engaged, they share more with you. If they share more with you, they're more likely to meet with you. So it's just all these little things that basically full, go up to your goal. And, and But a lot of people think, oh, it's, that's not that big a deal. Those little things are a big deal over the course of a year. Yeah, it's doing the little things that gets you to the mm-hmm. point where you're able to accomplish the big things. But yeah. you've got to do the little things right to get to the point where you actually have an opportunity to sit down with somebody and say, yeah. hey, here's our value proposition. We're going to move your wine and your beer from point A to point B. We're going to get it there on time, okay? And here's the cost, and and, and we're going to be here when we say we're going to be here, and we're going to be there when we say we're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to believe that's got to be a big part of what you have, the value proposition you have to deliver to your client is reliability yeah. and knowing that you guys are going to follow through and they're going to be chasing down, where the hell is my load of beer? Or where's yeah. my, I got I got four liquor stores and I'm out of beer. Yeah. Where's where's my truck? Well, and you don't want that because as soon as your product's gone on a shelf, the consumer's going to switch products because that's what's there right now. And then it's a 50-50 toss up the next time they go back in. If you're in stock, well, I just tried that and I liked it. Okay, I'll go get that. So it's a, it's a it's a game on when it comes down to the wine and spirits side of it. Um, so that reliability and and that and that and that being consistent is a critical part correct. of that. Yeah. That's part of your value proposition. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing this for a reason. I'm trying to illustrate to you out there as you're listening. Is I don't care what you do. If you've got a heating and air conditioning company, if you've got a software company, I don't care. It, or if you sell pizzas, it doesn't matter. The point is there's is to learn how to do this and do it better. And that's that's what they do at the Sandler Institute. And if you want information, the website is stulp.sandler.com, stulp.sandler.com, the phone number 913-451-1760. We'll be right back after the break and wrap it up. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Welcome back. You're listening to America's Healthcare Advocate show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA here on the HIE Radio Network. You can find out more about us by going to our website, americashealthcareadvocate.com. Also, as I tell you each and every week, these shows are up on all the podcast platforms. The newest one, Odyssey and Rumble. We are now on Rumble and Odyssey, also on YouTube. So, you know, maybe you're hearing this and you're the manager and you want to tell, hey, Maybe you want to tell the owner, you know, we need to look into this thing. This might make some sense for us. Well, you can do that. Go listen to the show. 
tell them to go listen to the show, watch the show on video. It's all These are all videoed and posted up there. So you can watch the show, listen to the show, whatever the case may be, um, and they can hear exactly what went on here today in the studio. It might be helpful to them. All right, in studio with me, Dan Stahl from San Lorenzo Institute, Breck Eckinger uh, from Sethmore Transportation. They move wine, beer, and spirits across the I just have to ask. If any of that stuff ever like fall off the truck or is there you... never really off the truck, but a forklift has hit several before. Uh, and then, then yeah. and then those wind up not going out, correct? Correct. Okay, yeah. So Once it's damaged, we have to buy it. Okay, so, so. you so that, then it gets distributed to your favorite clients. That works out pretty well. Yeah, and employees for there sure. There you go. Let's see, there's some there's some upside to this. So if you want more information on the Sandler Institute, it's stalp.sandler.com, stalp.sandler.com. The phone number nine one three four five one. 1760. And by the way, if you've got wine and spirits and you want to move it, Sethmar does it. You can go to the website sethmar.com um, and you can connect um, with um, <clears throat> with Brett there if you want to chat with him or call him at 913-686-6498. All right, so you, you have an interesting phrase, and that is the cost of doing nothing. We've kind of used that over on the neurologic side when we're talking to medical providers, you know, here's what you're losing on income if you do talk about that because that's that that was new for us, a new concept for yeah, us to go in and approach from. Most. Here's yeah. what you're leaving on the table because you're mm-hmm. not paying attention. Yeah, and it's not only new for most, but even when people go, that makes sense. It's not easy to get. So, for example, you know, why do you think people always ask the price so quickly? It's the first thing to do, whether it's whether, you know, 26 years of doing health insurance, the first thing they wanted to do and it would go right to price. And I would tell my people over and over again, yeah. you better sell benefit and you better sell customer service and then talk about price because everybody's competing on price. Yeah. And when you get to the other part of it and it's not working, then you're going to have a big problem on your hands. That's right. So the reason they ask is because it's tangible. Now, what $1,000 means to you, to me and to Brett can be different, but we all know what $1,000 is. So the reason they ask that is because it's tangible. So what we're suggesting is don't give them that if they don't know what they're getting first, to what to what you just said. But if you're calling on business to business like Brett is, there's not only an emotional cost of doing nothing, you know, like it bothers me, it's frustrating, I'm tired, you know, I'm overworked. But oftentimes there's a financial cost of doing yeah. nothing. So. You know, you mentioned earlier that it's twenty thousand dollars, and you go, "That's a lot of money." But what if they don't realize it's going to make them one seventy five, one hundred seventy five thousand dollars? And it's saying, "Okay, it, it doesn't cost you twenty thousand dollars; it makes you one hundred fifty five thousand dollars." Yeah. But to you help completely them, just reverse the process right there. Yeah. You're, what you're what you're getting here is one hundred seventy five thousand dollars worth of income that you didn't have before we walked in the door. Right. Yeah. So, and I'll let Brett talk about his, but you know, d- depending on how that gets to where it's supposed to be. They have lay people that are unloading or moving or transferring. And then of course it's harder now to get those kind of workers. So there can be a lot of cost there when they don't have enough workers. And then they, depending on how the the transportation drops it off. So I'll let him talk about how he gets to, even though he's more expensive sometimes it's actually cheaper. So I'll let you jump into that. Yeah. So we do a lot of bids and stuff like that. And even sometimes it's not even business, just trying to get in the door and doing spot movements for a customer. Um, a lot of times, a lot of these shippers and receivers have had established relationships for a long time. Yep. And trust me, I love it, right? I'm one of those who value partnerships, long longevity and all that. But also at the same time, they could have something better and they just don't realize it or want to go through the hassle to do it. 
So what uh, Sandler yeah, has really... Yeah, why make a change when I'm comfortable with what I've got? We Absolutely. used to run into that all the time with HR directors. Go, Hi, he's a better pilot. I really don't Absolutely. want to have to deal with that. I don't want to have to go through all this with these employees. Yeah. Well, you could improve their health insurance by X and the cost would be less or whatever the case may be, but it's hard to get yeah. people to listen sometimes. Well, where Sandler has really taught us is going to the intangible, right? Everybody can see a tangible, but the intangible. So learning about who you're discussing doing business with so learning, okay, so outside of this, what would this affect? How would this affect your day? Oh, okay, so if I can move to something that creates more efficiency for me on the transportation side, I can do this and this and this. Okay, so what value would, does that bring to you? Not only emotionally, but tangible. What, what are those values? You can kind of go, and as you have these conversations, you're writing down all this information. They're giving you their tangibles. You can take those tangibles and at the end of that conversation say, okay, here's what I, what I think I understood from you. It could save you two hours a day doing this. You could focus on other revenue generating opportunities on this that help benefit you all by switching a carrier. But you don't know that because all you're going to look at at the beginning is price. All right. So now, now we've kind of separated the two. I might be higher price, but now look what you're getting on the back end. You're freeing up more time. You're being able to generate your own revenue puts money, more money in your pocket. It's more efficient. Mm-hmm. You have less headaches chasing down Correct. what didn't happen that should have happened. Yeah. Or why is that why is that why is that beer sitting in Iowa when it's supposed to be in yeah. Nebraska? Okay, or whatever the case is. <laughs> and may I didn't be. even get yeah. called to know it was in the wrong state. No, yeah. But yeah. See, that's that's the best thing about it. So you take their words and their numbers and you can turn it around and then you say, okay, so if you don't want to move forward or anything, here's what you've mentioned the cost of doing nothing is going to do to you. And so then they can see that when it's put in front of you and it's your words and not my words, it's a whole different ballgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so wrap it up here, Dan, with, you know, with, with that thought and with, you know, a little bit more but, uh, as we come to the close here. Well, first of all, um, prospects never argue with their own data. That's what I'll leave us on. And That's so it. basically what's happening here is Brett is getting their data and he's using it to help them make better decisions. Now I could tell them all day long that they're wasting time and that they should be frustrated that their you know shipments in Iowa instead of Nebraska or whatever, but they're like, well, I don't, it was okay, it's just one time. You know, they'll start to fight me on it. But if they tell me like, I can't believe this, it was in Iowa and it was supposed to be in Nebraska. That's happened five times, and it's five, happened five <laughs> times. Then when I say that back to them, they're like, yeah, damn right, yeah, yeah. you know. And now now they're 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 agreeing. We're agreeing on what we need to agree on. But some people just don't qualify, and so, that's okay. Yeah. So yeah, I hope that you know as you're listening this out there, you're a business owner, you're you're a manager, you're a salesperson. You're you're listening this, you're understanding this is a very very different approach than what you get typically in-house training, whatever the case may be, or no training. Yeah, or no training at all. And Sandler Sandler works. If you want to learn more, maybe you just want to sit in and observe a class. You can do that any Tuesday from eight fifteen to nine fifteen. You can zoom in. You can show up at their facility. The website is stalp, S-T-A-L-P dot Sandler dot com, stalp dot Sandler dot com. The phone number, 913-451-1760. Um, thank you both for being here yeah, today. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank I, you. I think I that was interesting. It. I think people are going to get a lot out of this. And now I leave you with this thought from Albert Einstein, the one who follows the crowd to usually get no further than the crowd. The one who walks alone is likely to find himself in places no one has ever been. Remember, friends, it's a funny thing about life. If you refuse to accept anything... But the very best, you most often get it. Thank you for listening to America's Healthcare Advocate Show, broadcasting coast to coast across the USA. Goodbye, America. Mm-hmm.